whoa, it's episode 9 of Letting It All Hang Out, you guys. Of course, the podcast where we bring together a community of badass people that make me want to get out and live life to the fullest. Today's amazing guest is AJ Shankar. He is, ugh, where do I even begin? He's a friend. He's a bro. He's a long-lost, probably, brother or cousin or something we have a lot of fun together we have awesome conversations and i was like aj you just gotta come on the podcast and we'll shoot the shit because i think we have so much fun together and we talk about really uh i don't even know how to describe it you know what i'm just gonna quit talking and you can hear for yourself so hope you enjoy and let's just get into it it's been a while since we spoke huh yeah the last time you we spoke i was still smoking weed and I, that feels like a long time ago <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Wow. How has that journey been going for you? It's been great, actually. So I still smoke, but the frequency of me smoking, it's uh, the, the relationship that I have with weed right now, which is what I always wanted because I did not want to quit smoking because it's like, I enjoy it. And I don't want to quit something that I enjoy because in that case, it's like saying that you cannot have a glass of wine once in a while. Because there are people dying because of excessive wine usage or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to, because, okay, this is just my perception. And I, different people would have, if I say this to my brother, he would completely disagree. So he used to have like drinking problems in the past. And now it's been, I don't know, four years since he'd never touched a drink. And he's very sure that he would never touch a drink again because he don't trust himself. He told me, he told me that if I touch another drink, What's the proof that I'm not going to go into it? And that's him. And there are people like that. And I completely respect that. And I get it. But for me, um, a lot of things that I do in my life, uh, I'm very aware of what kind of a place it's coming from. Am I doing this to escape? Or am I doing this because I like it? Or maybe I like it, but occasionally I use it as an escape as well. So weed was one of those things. I liked it, but occasionally. And the fact that I was using it daily is the fact that, okay, that's now an escape. Because if I can not use it one day, that's a question. Okay, what about 30 days and not smoking? If you're like, oh, that's fine. Then that means you're not using that as an escape. So for me, I realized that, okay, I'm using it as an escape. And I was kind of hard to admit. Um, but then very fast, I was able to kind of like pick it up. Because, you know, I'm exploring more about my mind, understanding how everything is like the subconscious mind is what wants to smoke. Even though the conscious mind saying, I don't want to smoke today. Mm-hmm. So once I can understand it, once I started working on it, now um, I smoke when I feel like, and I don't feel like smoking all the time. And I don't even feel like, maybe I would feel like smoking once in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's more like a healthy way of doing it. It's like that day, you know, I would, you know, have plans of like, you know, eating <laughs> bread with Nutella. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a thing in the Netherlands. People eat that here. And I love it so much. Um, and you know, it's like that evening, it's like a celebration for me. And the next day morning, I'll wake up at 630. I have no problems with that. And that's it. And that's like a good relationship going on right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I'm, it's funny because it's like, okay, I know consciously I'm telling myself, I don't yeah. want to smoke right now. It's not yeah. serving what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But the subconscious mind is like, give it to me now. And and it's, oh. it's definitely, um. It's one of those things where you don't really think, oh, I'm not addicted or, oh, I, I don't need it as a crutch. I don't need it as an escape. And then you really dive into it and you're like, fuck, I do yeah. use it as an escape. Yeah. And yeah. I like how you said too, you were like, mm, 
if I ask myself, okay, I'm just going to quit for 30 days and I feel fine about it, then yeah, you're probably not using it as an escape. But if yeah. you do and you're like, oh, that sucks. I'm going to miss that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's literally how I feel. I, I joined um, a coaching program to like really take, you know, my sales training skills and like package it up and run ads to it and do all that stuff. And it's something that I've been kind of stuck with in the last few months. But when I kind of jumped into it completely, a lot of things around myself changed as well. Because if I'm eating shitty food, I can't focus. I, I can, but not as much as I could if I was eating clean food. If I was smoking every day, no way. Yeah, fine. I'll, I'll smoke in the evening. But the next day, it's like, are you telling me it's not going to affect me? Of course, mm-hmm. it'll affect me. Even though I can convince myself that it's not going to affect me, it will affect me. So those things kind of help me to move my subconscious mind. Um, I think the hardest thing is when it comes to quitting a habit is quitting something when you don't have a strong reason why you want to quit. That's the hardest thing. And that's the reason why I could not quit smoking weed until right now. Why? Because there's not a strong reason. And I think this is what I believe in that, you know, I really, really someone who believes in the mystical power of the universe. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like put in here in plastic bags and evolve as human beings. And, (laughs) but you know, that's, I think it's crazy to just believe that, you know, nothing exists other than this is a life we live in. There's nothing more to it. I think almost think it's crazy, stupid. Are you kidding me? So are you saying that you're not fascinated about the fact that a penis can go inside a vagina and a baby can go? You're not fascinated (laughs) by that at all? Yeah, that's how shit works. What? You're not fascinated by the fact that the the planet revolves? It's like, what's wrong with you? You know? (laughs) It's like, I want to punch you. Oh, my God. So um, I believe that if we can ask something, in a state of, hey, look, I'm not saying you got to take care of this, but open some doors for me, please, so that I can take care of this. I understand it's my responsibility. I understand you're not going to lift, do the heavy lifting for me, but at least if you can open doors for me in a way that just put things right in front of me, then it'll be, I'll appreciate it. So I think if someone has like a, if, if I could go back to not having that urgency of like, I have to quit, this is what I would do. I would send a message to the universe saying that, look, I want to quit at this moment. My subconscious is now with me. Um, help me, help me out something because I don't really know how to move forward with it. Help me out with that. And then say it. And then even the tomorrow, the next day you can go back to smoking. That's still okay. Because what I've noticed it at some point and the, the, the more, the less attached you are to like quitting, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Um, at some point, what I have realized is the doors will open up and the reasons why you should do it. And then you're like, Ah, you have that twilight moment in your head. You know, it's like, okay, this is how it works. Like, how, how, how long do you want to keep doing that for? You know, that was my question. It's like, it's the same thing with accountability. I think accountability is great. But the question is, are you going to have accountability partners all your life? Or are you just going to use it to get started? And are you going to tap into what, what is called the inner accountability? What, it's, it's so much better and it's so much effortless when i was a kid i did not know what i was doing but i knew that i was letting my mind flow in different directions that's it no plan no structure no guidance no nothing but just itself 
and it's just developed. And then my subconscious brain is like, hey, you're the kind of person who likes to explore your mind. And then, of course, because your subconscious mind is believing that because of that repetition, also at an early age, what you do is without even knowing, you don't have to do anything, you're going to attract different things. So there could be a, a big list in a paper um, with 20,000 words, but then there's going to be one word that says the subconscious mind and you just, your eyes are just going to go there and you don't even know how that happens. It's literally going to happen like that. So I think it's not interesting, like how that's kind of how it should work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, wow, this is dope. <laughs> Yes. Wow. It's so interesting. That stuff um, is like mind boggling to me. And I love that you make it sound like, well, it is, it's a practice. Like you yeah. happen to be the type of kid, just like any other kid who grew up, let's say playing basketball or video games or, you know, making yeah. art or drawing. It's a skill. It's a skill that yeah. you have to learn to cultivate and grow. And that you happen to, you know, being born into that skill and then really enjoying it, cultivating it and applying deliberate practice to that. And then, you know, like you said, 20 some years later, here you are and you, you've always continually growing the skill, but you've far always. beyond a lot of other people. And same thing yeah. if they were to do basketball, like somebody who's been playing basketball for 20 years, challenging you to a game, being like, all right, who's going to win? Obviously the person who's going to be playing basketball for 20 years. Um, yeah. But beside the point is that it's possible for other people. And I think that that gives people hope because I, I've been this person and I know that other people, it's just a common thing to compare ourselves to other people and say, wow, like they're, they're just naturally good at that. They're just, you know, I could yeah. never, you know, get to that level yeah. and all of this stuff. And I yeah. feel like this is a conversation you and I have had before, which mm -hmm. is, yeah, you can, it's, it's not easy. Yes. Play into your strengths, use those as much as possible. But if you're really searching for something a little deeper and you want to get better at that subconscious listening, so to speak, and, uh, interpreting then practice. And, and I mean, there's so many different ways you can practice. I'm sure you've got a certain thing that you enjoy that creates mindfulness in your day. And, uh, other people have suggestions on how to do that with theirs, but it's so different. And I think people, when they hear it, one, they might be like, Oh, that's woo woo. That's like a little too spiritual yeah. for me, a little too out there. Um, and, and some others might just be like, no, nah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't like it. And yeah. that's fascinating to me because it goes back to what you were saying of, yo, like we're, we're these fucking creatures in the universe that was created and we're all interconnected by, by literally molecules and everything else. And so to think that at a core level, you actually don't, or connecting with your subconscious or, or whatever it may be, isn't useful to you is like crazy. Like what? Yes, it's so useful to, to really interconnect with it's something that really can't be put into words. Like we put words on it. We put a label like subconscious on it. But when you really think about it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? What am I even doing or talking to or what feeling like what the hell is happening? And so I think for people who are like, ah, it, just, it just doesn't really work. It's like not my thing. It's more so a question of, okay, how do you incorporate something that does make it quote unquote your thing um something that is more enjoyable for you so i don't know I, for me it was like once i started meditating and learning more about the science behind all of it which is fascinating too because like you said there, there's the woo-woo side of it but i think that all science 
points to the woo-woo side being real, yeah. which yeah. is like even more mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was when I started meditating where I was like, oh, okay, I get it. This is something that feels good. This is something that I need to pursue and practice a lot. I think that the woo-woo and the science thing, it's, it's both the same thing. Mm-hmm. But some people are, they understand concepts better when explained in a scientific sense. My girlfriend is a doctor. She might be, she might understand things better if I can explain things based on science, which I'm not a very good when it comes to explaining things based on science. But if I could, she would understand that better. But if someone was to talk to me and explain these things to me, them using science, sure, I can understand it. But if they use the woo-woo words, I can just connect with it much more faster. And I think people are different way. People have different interests. So yes, like different things appeal to different people. But essentially, like if, if you look at it fundamentally, it's all the same thing. I mean, I remember when I, the first time my, my dad got my mom, um, like a phone, like one of those old Nokia phones. And, um, my mom, she's like not good with electronic stuff. So she's like, she gave it to me and said, Hey, can you set it up or whatever? Right. And I've never used a phone. I've never used a phone before. And it's like comes in the pack and then I'm just trying to open it and just taking it out. And then my dad walks by and he goes, Oh, by the way, make sure that you carefully read the user's manual. You read the user's manual so that you can figure out how to use this. And most people would agree that if they're using a phone or if they're using any device for the first time, and if you cannot go on the internet or look it up and there's a user's manual, um, you can read that manual and you can figure out how to do it because otherwise you can't just guess it when the information is right there. So now you're telling me that if it's an external device, like an electronic device, you would read the user's manual. But when it comes to your own life, you're not interested in that user's manual. And not only are you interested in, you like to label that as a woo stuff. And when people hear that, that things that puts everything into perspective. Like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa! I was born with a user's manual. I think I lost that a long time ago. <laughs> it's like, what is a what is a much more important user's manual? Oh, the user's manual of us or some electronic freaking device you're trying to use? It's like, it's a funny question. <laughs> The reason why, even though people are suffering, even though they're suffering, they don't want to read the user's manual and look inside them. You know why it is? There's a part of them that want to stay where they are at. And this is why it's like, you tell this to people, they're going to flip out. Like, are you kidding me? You're, you're saying that I want to stay where I'm at right now? Of course I don't want it. Yeah, consciously you don't want it. But subconsciously, you want to stay there. Why? Yes, it sucks. But guess what? It's the known, it's the familiar, it's comfort, and human beings are like creatures of comfort. So because of that, we stay there. And one thing I've noticed is I've just been observing this like a madman recently. People find reasons why they want to stay there. They make justifications to themselves. This is something that I recently um, explained to my girlfriend and she recently understood it. That she, she's been saying that she had been tr- having troubles expressing her thoughts and feelings. She'd been saying that for several months and we've had fights because of that. Okay. And one thing she kept saying is, I just don't know where to start and I'm so confused. And I asked her, and I wanted to change so bad. And I really, really want to change. And of course, she's not lying. She wants to change. And I asked her one, one question. How many seconds have you spent on the internet trying to look a solution for this? 
<laughs> crickets. <laughs> yeah. So something that is really affecting your life that you consciously want to change so bad, yet the information is right in front of you in this beautiful thing called the computer internet. You spend zero minutes looking for an answer for that. How fascinating is that? Why is that? Because when you're looking, you're looking for the unknown. You're going to lose your comfort. You're going to lose everything. And because of that, we just keep staying there. There, there are several, I think it just goes into, I can give like several examples about this. So you probably heard the story of uh, the, the girl who keeps attracting the asshole. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, I mean, I, I hate to use this word, but you know the word daddy issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's because they attract uh, 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 men who have the same characteristics as that of their dad. And then you ask them like, hey, what was your relationship with your dad? Very bad. He, was, he never paid attention to me. What about the guys you're dating? The last five guys you dated, did they pay attention to you? No. And then you know what she says? I'm sick of these guys. I don't want these assholes anymore. But she, she just keeps saying it, but attracts the same man again. My girlfriend and my mom has a, so much similar qualities. But luckily for, for me, that's what I want. So I'm good. <laughs> fucking crazy that our conscious and subconscious are literally you know virtually the same but two different entities at the end of the day you're like okay excuse me why do i have this internal being that's doing everything that i don't want to be doing like you know being addicted to any coping mechanism or attracting a certain person or just attracting anything that continuously puts us in that shitty spot that we don't want to be in and it's like whoa 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 i'm supposed to be we want to be so in control and we try and co- control every single other aspect of our life except for the one that's actually controllable, which is our subconscious. But it's, yeah. it's, so, it's so weird to think about because it's like, okay, well, why? If, I can't, if I've gone this far with subconsciously just running my life and attracting all of these things, how do I reverse it? How do I... You know, say okay cool now i'm going to actually take control of my subconscious mind too and figure that out and that's when it's like okay you get into the next level like subconscious mind power is a whole new ball game have you been practicing this stuff no why because life got in the way what the fuck is life if this is not life i don't know what is life yeah you think some external stuff is life? This is life. We're talking about life right now. Oh, but go, you know, but when you go back to the real, real world, are you going to Mars, Jupiter? Are you going to walk through the, the ring of Saturn? Like, it's like, this is the real world. Ah, this is, I mean, I used to think this as well. Like, okay, all the stuff is cool, but then what about the real world? And it's like, it's, I think it's also different consciousness to understand that this is a real world. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's no other world other than this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also, it's pretty much like living in a state of like pure ecstasy when you, when, it, when you realize that. It's like, wait, I don't have to go anywhere. I can stay here. <laughs> and people experience that moment from time to time, but they kind of categorize that as a one-time event or something that happened, not something that they can live in constantly 24-7. <laughs> earlier when we were, when you were talking about you had you were going on path a and you 
had this obstacle coming your way and it showed you path B. I think life does that like so often, multiple times a day, maybe even, and it yeah. gives you choices. It's like, okay, you got path A, you got path B, and maybe, you know, if you do something different, I'll give you path C. And it will continually put us in those positions where we can either make that conscious decision or we can make that subconscious decision of familiarity, comfortable, you know, safe. And it continuously gives us those chances and we continually choose the same door, the same fucking door every single time. It's like, do you not see that there's a bright red door right next to you? Uh, But I think that when we do start to understand, oh, every everything that feels maybe icky or feels not right, whether it's in our heart, our stomach, or our head, know that there's another door. Like at least knowing that there is another door and that you don't have to keep going down this same one uh, is Uh a big game changer. It was one, a big game changer for me. And I think that that would be really helpful for other people. It's like, okay, well, if you know that there's another door, you just don't know where it is or what it's going to lead to. At least you can take a breath and figure out what you really want to the core, not what you think you want, not what you think is right or comfortable or whatever, but like sit with yourself for a second and really figure that out. When we're in solitude, it leaves so much room for us to make better decisions that align with our subconscious. And I don't think that we spend enough time in solitude, like whether it's inside, outside or anywhere else, but literally by ourselves, no music, no podcasts, no books, like literally just us. And it's freaky for people. And then the question that people ask is, then what do you do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then what? (laughs) Then what? (laughs) And I think that's, if they can just go about that paradigm, that's when like they see the magic. It's not in the, and it's it's the same thing, right? When we have um, a challenge in our life and let's say if someone says meditate, this is how, I mean, I do it from time to time as well. I'm still trying to get better at it. So I don't want to sound like I got this completely figured out, but this is what we do. Okay. No, where's the answer? <laughs> like, we think it's like step one, solitude. Step two, it's like because now we are being, and this is another thing. I realized that if you try to be in solitude because you want to figure out step two, there's that outcome dependence. So you got to be in solitude just for the sake of being in solitude, and then it's like you kind of have that, you know. Fuck it, whatever. And it's it's easier said than done, which I get that. But when you have that paradigm switch, that's when like things just show up in front of you. Life or the universe or whatever is a playful game that gives you clues along the way. And yeah. you know, the if if there were an quote unquote end, which there isn't. Um, but if there were, that would just be your internal happiness. And if you make it there, boom, you've won. And I think that life is trying to get you there. Whether whether you believe in this one lifetime or you believe in lots of them, it's trying to get you there at some point. And it'll leave clues along the way. Like what we were talking about, you know, you, you keep going down door A or path A, but along the 
way there's path B, C, D, et cetera, that you have the option of going on. And it's like being an investigator in your own life. And it is a constant practice of like, okay, I'm going to take on this identity of an investigator of my own life and figure out these clues that life is dropping me along the way. Like, why is this happening? Good or for bad? Good things? Why is this happening? Bad things? Why is this happening? And then figuring out, oh, uh, what are the options here? Where can I go from here? What is, what is exciting? What is pulling me in a direction that is helpful and healthy and exciting and vibrant? And what is pulling me in a direction that's just like sucking the life out of me? And going about life from that angle of like, okay, I'm just going to be curious. I'm going to live in each moment as if something will appear. And it's my job to determine if that thing is going to serve me or hinder me in some way. And, and just being very curious and, and ready to try anything and everything to get to that place of internal peace. And I've realized that when we can investigate, as you mentioned, for ourselves, we are also helping other people explore their mind because it's literally that investigation suit that investigate like that investigator that you project onto other people as well and you're helping other people so if if someone is if if you have done a great job for yourself to be the best investigator for yourself that you could possibly be if i'm having a bad day instead of coming up to me and saying oh aj everything will be fine you're going to ask me specific questions that is going to awaken the inner investigator within me. Mm-hmm. And now you're changing the world and like the consciousness of this planet is expanding. So I think this kind of work, it's not just for us. It's we're changing the surroundings. We're, we're, we're just like, let's raise it up, baby. It's like one of those things. you know. <laughs> I don't know how to build a house. I don't know how to build a house. And even if I knew how to build a house, fine, let's just say I build this house. I don't know how to fix this electricity stuff. So we need people for that. So I think it's important to understand that like we can't figure this stuff all out by ourselves. We need people. And it's, that goes back to the whole idea of like the togetherness, like we are all one, but the only difference is we can be uh, approaching that from a place of codependency. It must be like, we are complete, we're whole and complete. But then, of course, I need your help. Of course, you need my help. Um, and I think that's like one of the healthiest places where we can exist from. It's like we are having an interdependent relationship with everyone else and also the world. We're not saying that I don't need you. Um, and also we're not saying that, oh, my God, I need you so bad. And this is not just with like humans. It's like, it's like a broadcasted message to the entire universe. It's like I'm very whole and complete with myself. But... I would be an idiot if I say that I don't need you. Of course I need you. And the same thing, same goes for you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, are we good without this conversation? Yes. But we want to have this conversation, right? Yes. We need to have this conversation. This is meant to be. You need to have this conversation. Mm, I yeah. love this shit. This is so exciting. <laughs> Another hour gone by with AJ. I- I'm not surprised. Like, I feel like every time, <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, I'm surprised. No, it's like, this 
is the norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the norm. If ever I am surprised, it's because it's shorter than I expected. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I want to share with you, um, maybe we can kind of like wrap up the session with this message. Mm -hmm. um, this is a message that a lot, a lot of people would have a lot of troubles digesting as well. Um, this is a stuff has been recently, I can see my life unfolding in different ways in every areas. I have this as my wallpaper. I hope I screw this up. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. It, it's a book title. Um, but what it means is because of our fear of things not working out, that fear is coming from a place of lack. Right? So someone wants to start a business. Oh my God. If, what if it's not going to work? Right? Because if you want to do it, you're excited. It's like, I actually, this is what I mentioned in my post today. Would you, do you need to, let's say a kid knows that tomorrow he or she is going to go to Disneyland. Does that kid need to be reminded that, Hey, don't forget to be excited. <laughs> tomorrow you're going to Disneyland. It's like the kid is like, mom, you don't have to remind me. Okay. I am looking for this. Like nobody needs to remind me. And also tomorrow you probably don't even have to wake me up. I'll wake you up. <laughs> you know? So, that's not the problem. So if we are doing something that's aligned to our heart, whether it's starting a business or anything, anything that's aligned to our heart, we don't need reminders to be excited. But the problem is it's like a helium balloon going up the fear. Oh my God. What if this is not going to work? And that fear is coming from a place of insecurity and a place of our heart that is not whole and complete. What if we live our life with, I hope I screw this up. Now, yeah, you're, you're diving into that fear like head on. Like everything that I'm doing right now, and this is like, it, this, this concept kind of went on and off in my life, but now I'm even actually considering tattooing it on my chest. So whatever, it's like, I'm gonna go on a sales call, dude, I hope I screw this up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you're gonna actively try to screw it up, but it's mostly like the fear of things not working, it's happening here, right? What if we can just explore it here? And some people would say like, but dude, I have like kids and family to support. I cannot think like that. Look, you're not, you're, it's just a thought happening in your head. It's like, don't you, aren't you sometimes like afraid of like bad things happening? You like, oh my God, it's like giving me anxiety and stuff like that. And so it's happening either ways here. So what you're trying to do is you're proactively provoking that. Why? So, because if you just keep provoking it for some time, what happens? Your first time you go to the gym and then you try to lift like a, um, I don't know, like a hundred pound dumbbell or barbell. Oh, it's really heavy. But what if you just keep doing it for one year? It's going to be easy. It's like, you can talk and you can do it. You feel the tension here, but it's like, it's perfectly fine. So if you can get used to that tension, then guess what? There's no fear attached to it. Cause why I'm prepared to screw it up anyways. The only one thing that can happen is a helium balloon going up when you were talking about the example with the kid of like you're all right we're going to disneyland tomorrow they don't need to be reminded to be excited no. but what's interesting is because when because that's in alignment right but when we are out of alignment it's like either our body or whatever else is saying oh you do need to be reminded that this is actually out of alignment you do need to be reminded that you do have fear you do have something that's missing here you you're coming from a place of lack, of lack. this is your reminder and so yeah. it's telling you hey this is your signal to look deeper into that and that's really interesting too that life is saying 
cool, run with the good feelings, run with the good feelings. This is all good for you. It's going to serve you. And then that one tinge of fear or whatever it may be, you're like, oh, what is that? And then life is like, that's your reminder. That's what it is. <laughs> what a fantastic conversation. I'm surprised every time I talk to you about how much on the same page we are. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> all right Haley. until next time uh i'm looking forward for the next time we have um you know i wanted to say part two of this conversation but then i'm like no every conversation is unique it's the part <laughs> yes it's <Right>? the part <laughs> yeah what time is it there right now right now it's nice and early it's only 10 a.m oh it's like uh 4 4 a.m here we had a little bit of a some some unique snowflakes outside <laughs> that sounds like, yeah it never snows here so just a little bit though but it just kind of disappeared on the ground so i'm just going to go see if there's more flakes yeah. but um enjoy the rest of your day and damn what a great conversation <laughs> damn, it was so good yes thank you so much aj right. I'll, I'll talk to you later see all ya right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Letting It All Hang Out. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and learned a thing or two. And as always, I know I did. I'd love to hear your thoughts and start a conversation with you. So feel free to send me a voice message right here on Anchor. Or you can send me a message on any of my social media platforms at Haley Kalani. That's H-A-Y-L-E-E-K-A-L-A-N-I. Much love to you all. Until next time, stay well.